0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Prestige Sports Wide. I'm your co-host James Moreno, along with Michael Jorgensen, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. Michael, how are you doing today? Good. Is this
1: is this actually recording? This is actually recording. Okay. Okay. Kind of yeah. threw me off guard there a little bit. I didn't even tell you that we started. <laughs> That's
0: all right. I figured we'd just you know throw it in the fire and just get started. So, how are you doing? i'm doing pretty good pretty pumped excited to be you know coming to you live um you know this is a passion project for me that i've wanted to do for the last couple months and i'm glad that you're a part of this journey with me well i'm honored that uh you find my debatable skills
1: debatable <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, just to fill you guys in out there what we're hoping to accomplish here is uh my buddy and i we we are diehard sports fans uh, we're normal guys that have normal jobs uh, i work at a real estate background my buddy mike has a sales background uh but one thing that we share in common is that we love to discuss sports uh, we have a common passion for spurs and and college football college basketball nba nfl and uh, we talk and we debate every day um very similar to first take um I'm going to turn it over to Mike a little bit. He can tell you a little bit about himself, and then we'll kind of jump into what we have for you guys
1: today. Yeah, so uh, thanks for the introduction, James. I will start off and say, if you are looking to learn more about NHL, this is probably not the podcast for you. Yeah, and if you're looking for some uh, you know, in-depth
0: baseball uh, statistics, breakdowns, uh, search somewhere else.
1: But I do think that we are, we are definitely open to suggestions and and comments if people do want to hear more stuff then we'll try to find uh, bring on people on the show that have more expertise because I think the idea was not for this to be such a structured thing more of something that we like to talk about and give people the opportunity to be able to talk about that stuff with us
0: I like that yeah it's kind of a conversation amongst friends Um, to contact us if you have you know content that you'd like to suggest or things you'd like to hear about or hear us talk about um, our email address is prestige sports at gmail.com um, prestige sportswide kind of inspiration on that i'm not sure what the age of our viewership is going to be here but uh, who here has seen Step Brothers? right hilarious movie and uh, you know we we always quote back and forth stepbrother quotes and so i'm sure you remember uh, the company prestige worldwide you know that's our little pun prestige sportswide why
1: why, (laughs) Why? and I definitely uh I think the idea that we we definitely have different backgrounds in our knowledge about sports so as James mentioned um I'm I have a sales background but I uh, went to college at Ole Miss so uh, I'll definitely be able to bring more of an SEC's perspective uh specifically Ole Miss uh and then We'll be able to tie in uh, Big 12 stuff as well because James tends to uh, be more of a Longhorn fan than I am myself. No offense to any of the Texas listeners out there. Um, but then really, I think the the great thing that we came up with is, uh, like James already said, typically 100% of our texts have to do with sports and it's never an agreement upon anything. We share
0: a common passion. We, you know, we both know at the end of the day we love our spurs, but how we go about this uh, sh- sort of rebuilding process that we're kind of finding ourselves into, uh, we definitely have different strategies on how we would approach uh, going about that. So um, we're going to put our take out there, kind of how we analyze things. Uh, you know, I'd love to hear some feedback from our audience. Uh, like I said, email us at prestigesportswide at gmail.com. Um, comment on our posts subscribe to all of our our material and you know feel free to share um definitely looking to reach a wide audience and you know share our passion for sports with the many of you
1: out there and hopefully if nothing else you just get a good laugh at two stupid guys that pretend like they know what we're talking oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: perfect so first segment that we want to stop or start in with is uh you know, this past week, we, we heard about the passing of Greg Popovich's wife. Um, definitely kind of hit home, and, and uh, I, I felt some some sadness and some grief towards the, the organization. Being a Spurs fan for the last 20 years, um, Popovich has kind of been big in my life as I've grown up through various struggles. The Spurs have always been there to kind of fall back on and, and be kind of a positive in my life. So um, I definitely want to give a shout-out to Coach Pop. Um, what he stands for at on and off the court is, you know, what you love to see in sports. Uh, you know, you just hope that you see, you know, it, it transpire from the little league on up uh, that people are watching and paying attention to how he runs the organization. Uh, this is how it
1: should be done. Yeah, I mean that. You know that, that really sums up a lot of what I was saying. You know, and uh, definitely want to send our prayers out to him and his family because that's a a difficult situation considering all the stuff that he's had to deal with on the court during this season. Right. And we're not even talking about on the court. But, uh, you know, something that I... So I became a Spurs fan, I think, when Tim Duncan came to the league, which was, what, 1998? I think like 35 years ago. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Seems like he's been there forever. But just a little statistic that I looked up before we started today... Did you know that the first championship ever won going back before NBA days was by Greg Popovich in 1996? Or not 1996. Or no, it was 1996. 99. 99. thank you. But that's just to go to say that, you know, not only from a sports standpoint, but if you, if you look at San Antonio just in general, they weren't, they weren't much there before Spurs became what they are. Right, right, and
0: you know, people have hounded them for years for the past couple decades that they're a small market team, that they struggle to get big name free agents. Um, you know, just on based on the market that they have. Uh, seeing where technology has put us today and where technology is going, that's kind of no longer the case. You know, you don't have those same struggles, so you already have that solid foundation that the Spurs lay out. And you know, with the things, the way things are progressing. Uh, Spurs aren't a small market team anymore, and a big part of that is you know due to Greg Popovich laying down that foundation that
1: we should have success for years to come. And you were right, it was '99, so that well, just goes to show <laughs> don't know much about sports. <laughs> yep, so our championship years:
0: was '99, '03, '05, '07, and '2014. But I
1: think specifically tying what Uh, with the with the loss of pop's wife and what he did for spurs just this season like i think people people kind of sit there and 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 want to place blame on him but i i honestly think and i don't know if you agree this might have been the best coaching job he's done since he's been a spurs coach considering the fact that can you remember the last time there was drama in the in the locker room with players nope Uh considering the first time this year. Considering that you got Tim, Manu, and Tony Parker for majority of your coaching career, and they essentially, I mean, Manu's there, Tony's there, they're still doing great things, but they're nowhere the prime they were. Right. Right. So your talent level is, is, is significantly dropped off, even though LaMarcus had a killer year. But just to think... That with all that adversity going on, Popovich still got us into the playoffs, and, and we, we were, weren't too far away from hitting the 50-win mark. Yeah, yeah.
0: no, um, I think this is the perfect segue actually into our next topic, which is going to be Spurs' uh, regular season, kind of uh, snapshot of what we saw during the regular season and addressing some of the offseason needs that we see. Um, it's Tuesday that we're now that we're here recording, and it's about to be Game Five of the series with Golden State in San Antonio. Let's well, just not Let's out be. Let's be honest. <laughs> this series looks like it's about to be over. Um, so we want to get a jump start and um, some off-season goals that we'd like to see. So Michael, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you already kind of did a you know great job kind of summarizing your regular season. Is there anything you'd like to add to that?
1: Um. Uh, I don't want to bring this up because I'm tired of the hearing about it. <laughs> I think we all are. But it's the one thing that it's not everyone's going to want to talk about, that that right? Yeah. I mean, what the hell... Or let me screw you, let me rephrase that. What the fuck is going on with Kawhi Leonard? I mean, we can sit here and play guessing games, but for the purpose of this podcast, I guess that's what, what people want to hear. So I guess we'll switch this podcast to a, a, a explicit... <laughs>
0: We had no rating before, but I think we have just given ourselves one. Now, that's definitely a great question. It's been a roller coaster of emotions for all of us as fans. You know, we, being heavily invested in the Spurs, watching as many games as we do, this past season, I probably easily watched 80 games. Um, and I, I've done that for like the last five seasons consecutively. It, it's become a benchmark in what I do in my daily routine. I build my life around the Spurs schedule and will you know stay home just to watch games that's how much appreciation I have for the franchise so to see something like this is new you know in the past two decades that Michael and I have been watching the Spurs I can't remember time that we've had a situation where there's a player to where no one truly knows his status is he hurt is he not Him being as quiet as he is and non vocal also throws the big, you know, wrench into the situation. But
1: at the same time, it's like, like you just pointed out, we haven't dealt with this before. It is a quiet person. But at the end of the day, you're a team. Why not be there for your team? No, I I definitely agree with that. The, The more
0: that time passes, the more I'm shifting my stance. I am a huge Kawhi fan, I've been a generational. Uh, had a generational favorite player um, that that has switched over the years. It started off with Tim Duncan. It was easy to appreciate his greatness. Then it switched to Manu Ginobili. Uh, Manu has been my favorite player for the last easily 10 years. It's just been an amazing ride to watch him and and his competitiveness. That's what drew me to him. Also being a left-handed Hispanic guy myself, uh, and (laughs) after emulating my game after him in rec ball, um, it's, it's easy to relate with him. So, so has been a huge part of of
1: my love for the Spurs. And then, yes, you like him. You're decisively quick. Meaning, <laughs> on the court, it looks like you're moving slow, but you move a little bit quicker than what people give you credit for. Right? right? <laughs> uh, no, but naturally, the the next, my next favorite player was Kawhi Leonard. You know, can we lasts. can we both agree now that? It's time. It's it's, it's time to, to shit or get off the pot. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I mean, it's it's unfortunate to say, and it's hard to say because you're almost saying, in my mind, you could compare most fans would in in Cleveland would probably say LeBron James is their favorite player, right? Right. It's got to be the same way. And the fact of the matter is, Kawhi, in my opinion, uh, if you compare what LeBron did when he was at Kawhi's age, so LeBron's I think what 34 now. Somewhere 33, so we're, 34. three, thirty three. We're talking about a four or five year difference, but the impact that Kawhi's had on the league so quickly makes it harder to release your hold on, but at the same time it's just and also the, a distraction.
0: Pos- the possibility of losing a top three player yeah. in the franchise to to something that we don't even understand is hard again to understand. Uh, you know, we have this once in a lifetime type athlete on our team who has all the upside in the world. Yet we're on the brink Of losing him And and at first I I went through The the several stages of grief (laughs) I've been in denial I've you know Cried about it I've thought you know No 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 then as time has gone on I've, I've gotten more into an acceptance but let me take you to, to kind of my thought process several weeks ago um, when I was kind of analyzing the situation in my mind. Uh, well, and there th- are some things that were not
1: Spurs like this year. before you before you get to that, uh, I trust RC Buford and I trust the Spurs organization. I trust pop and I don't think they'll put if if, if mm-hmm. I'm not spreading rumors here. Uh, nor would you want my nor trust I, my rumors. Nor do you have right. <laughs> right. any good rumors. But if if we can trust them as we have in the past with how they've made us into what you called a, a winning organization, they'll make that trade to uh, to make it happen where it hurts the Spurs as least as possible. Meaning, mm-hmm. I don't see them moving Kawhi to a Lakers or to a Western Conference Rival Without being a Western yes. Conference uh, Contender So I point could point. I could very see him going to the East
0: I could also see him staying I could see I could. Look, at, look at LaMarcus last season for sure that's, Are you hopeful though? It, I mean I wasn't hopeful for LaMarcus last year uh, That was a lesser player Asked to be traded And then he sat down with Pops And we worked things out Now one of the big question marks about LaMarcus's, you know, impact and and what his true transformation if you would is how would he truly play with Kawhi? What would that season have looked like if Kawhi would have been here? Would they really have meshed and Well, would LaMarcus have still stood out the way
1: that he has this year rather than having all the pressure on his back? I think that's a – I wrote down – I want to get back to LaMarcus Aldridge because that was a topic I want to talk about in the regular season. But I want you to to talk about – you were going into the fact that this this hasn't happened before and you had something before I cut you off.
0: Right, right. So how I was processing this a couple weeks ago is we know Kawhi is quiet. And I've read several books about introverts, extroverts, and kind of how you, how you speak their love language, if you will. How do you approach them? And I also was getting into that there were some things that weren't very Spurs-like. Uh, the public commentary, uh, for example, Tony Parker coming out and publicly saying that his injury was 100 times worse. We all knew that. We didn't need you to go out and validate that. And also, when you call a team meeting and you have your teammates – and again, I wasn't in the locker room. I don't know how it went. I just read reports like the rest of us did. But when you see that, and you you gang up on an introvert, they aren't going to respond and come through it and break through it and autom- just come out and be an extrovert and and transform. They're going to shell away. They're going to take a step back and say, you know what? I need to remove myself from this situation because I feel uncomfortable. You're playing a numbers game on me. I'm an introvert. I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm going to separate myself from this situation, and I'm not going to give you any reasons why. And so that was kind of my thought process. Uh, The second thought to go along with that is, again, it goes back to Kawhi's not a vocal guy. A lot of these these speculations, all these rumors, all of that would have gone away a long time ago if he would be someone that is in the media um, as much as your other regular superstars. Um, you know, of the superstars, true superstars you have in the league, Kawhi is known to be the, the, the most quiet of the bunch. Um, so, where I'm getting with that is uh, Kawhi put out a statement earlier in the season. And again, this was my thought process two weeks to a month ago. To him, in his mind, that may be good enough. He has put out his statement. He has said, you know what? You guys already know who I am. I'm going to put out one statement that says, I want to be with the Spurs for life. I'm rehabbing. We're just done with this, but where I ultimately was hurt in my thought process is Kawhi not being on the bench for the playoffs, especially in San Antonio. That hurt. That stung a little bit as a fan. That was a little bit of a slap
1: in the face. Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of. He's kind of done some damage to his
1: reputation. Uh, I, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, part of me the. the selfish part of me knows how great of a player he is and Mm. i think that it'd be great to keep him on board uh it'd be great to have lebron on board it'd be great to have michael uh, michael jordan on board (laughs) yes michael jorge since now retirement (laughs) (laughs) uh michael jordan on board in his prime um i mean and and not uh, and not comparing Kawhi to Michael Jordan or LeBron. I think they're completely different players, but just saying the impact that well, they I'm have on the team. Kawhi
0: when on the court has that tenacity yeah. that Jordan does. That's what but, this game kinda emulates
1: where I, I, you know LeBron's a different animal. I, I've always been I've always been kind of in any kind of sport, I'd rather have three stars that want to be there. Than have one superstar that doesn't necessarily want to be there, and and I I think you hit the nail on the head with we got so spoiled with having Tim Duncan, Monty Ginobili, and, and Tony Parker for for at least a decade. Right. When you Dude. have
0: three Hall of Famers on the same starting lineup. And not, not play we, together. We don't even think
1: about – besides games. the fact of what they did on the court, the fact that they took pay cuts to stay around that long, mm-hmm. there's, they could have gone anywhere else and gotten a lot more money. And it wasn't
0: publicized. Like you think back to, to LeBron James going to Miami with uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. It was so publicized mm-hmm. that they were taking a pay cut. Like They were announcing the world hey, we're doing this and making it all about them. The Spurs, even though they did that, there wasn't a lot of reports about that. It was very under the radar that they just all got over themselves, as mm-hmm. Pops would say um, continuously, that they are over themselves. They're going to do what's in the best interest of the team and they don't have to gloat about it. They
1: don't have to put it out there for everyone to know because it was Spurs' business. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. and. But like I said, when we first started into this, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I mean, and we need we need to look talk at that. about ten it. minutes have yeah. gone by. <laughs> but what I do instead of focusing on such on the negative side, because I think that, that I think there are two negative things that happened this season that we really really focused on so much and it over, almost overshadowed all the greatness that happened. A it was Kawhi, but then B, we what As Spurs fans we weren't used to losing
0: like that. What we also weren't used to and what also gets overlooked and probably not talked about enough is the amount of injuries yeah. that happen over the course of the season. Now, don't hold me to the statistic, but I'm pretty sure I read that over the regular season, we met, we had the most players miss the most games out of any team in the NBA by a pretty wide margin. Again, don't hold me to the stats. I'm sure I'll get emails if I'm wrong here. <laughs> uh, I mean, if we if we weren't the number one by a landslide, we were a very
1: close, number two, number three. Right. So, with that being said, you've got you, you've got to give a round of applause to LaMarcus Aldridge. And Greg Popovich. It, well, yes, both of them. Yep. But if LaMarcus Aldridge isn't on that team, there's no way we make the playoffs. No. I mean, same with Greg Popovich, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, and I think we maybe this will be one segment that we agree on. Lamarcus Aldridge looked very close, if not the same player he was in Portland. Better, statistically yeah. better, on uh, defensive better the side place, huh? for sure. But not only that, um, be, becoming a vocal leader, becoming yeah. the almost like a again, don't don't confuse the two, almost Tim Duncan ish on the court. The way he the way his presence was. Quite a tall order there. A a tall order, but you know Tim Duncan was never a very vocal leader. He was more of like a leader yes. And that's kind of what I felt like Lamarcus did a little bit. Compared to last season when everyone said and I was right there with you and I'm pretty sure we had these conversations of let's get rid of Lamarcus Aldridge. I was right there with you on that. If he Lyon. if if we got rid of him it would have been bad news. Yeah. And he has he rejuvenated the team and and I, I besides Greg Popovich, you know, I'm just talking about players only. Lamarcus Aldridge was in my opinion the sole reason we make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. One final thought,
0: uh just kind of piggybacking on the Kawhi Leonard situation, one final thought on the Kawhi situation and I'll shut up about it. <laughs> is that again going back to the quietness a lot of the unknown there's not a lot of public statements out rather than you know we won't know until Kawhi's group lets us know who that group is we don't know is it the medical staff is it his uncle who knows mm-hmm. but my thoughts are next year we will have a clear answer by what happened if Kawhi remains a spur. I think that then it was truly an injury. There was no her feelings in the miss, there may have been, but I'm thinking there's the it was strictly injury and that's what kept him out for the season. I think if he is traded, then all the rumors and speculation are true and Kawhi wanted out and wanted to be put in a new situation. Or at that point, you know, maybe the relationship tarnished in the in the you know, while all this is happening, but that's how I perceive it in my mind a breaking it down of that's my answer uh, and and I don't think there'll be a lot of public statements about it but that's how I'm going to interpret in my mind of if this happens that's the cause and effect if this happens that's the cause and effect fair enough I mean
1: I, I agree with that so
0: perfect well let's take a look at uh, let's get into our next segment and that is uh, we're gonna break down this uh, this off-season. Uh Michael what are what are some of the moves you'd like to see? What are some of the concerns that you saw based on what we saw in the regular season? What are some positives? <laughs> what are some things that you know, you'd know you like to, to see kept in a positive manner uh, carry over from last season? So where do you want me to start?
1: <sighs> That's up to you. I
0: ask you first. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> For a reason. Because I know that I think this might be where we get the debate. Because I don't know how much we're going to agree with this. Because I know some of these players that I'd like to kick. You will not. Fair enough. Um, I think, and we'll kind of talk about this when we when we talk about the playoff review. But there's, in my opinion, I think what this what, what Popovich has done to the team is he's made it very um, he's made it very easy for players to uh, succeed in that system. And uh, right, almost, the Spurs have historically correct. had great role players, assist great players. The issue is, is we, in my opinion, have found ourselves where we've got too many role players and not enough good players. I mean, and I, that doesn't mean agreed. that doesn't mean the role players aren't good. But as an example, we'll go back into the playoff thing later on. But I'm looking at the Game Four starting lineup. It's sad. Like yeah. you look at if you look at a Golden State and this, th- keep in mind this is without Curry, so it would have been worse. Yeah. But the Golden State, let's just say without Curry, you got Thompson, Draymond Green, Iguodala, KD, and McGee, right? I'm looking at besides McGee, f- four All Stars at one point in time because Iguodala when he was in Philadelphia was killing it in Philadelphia, yeah. right? And then the other three, we know about them. And then you look at ours, and you've got L.A., great. Rudy Gay, he's coming off a hard injury. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He plays great. And he's solid for us. He
0: brings that energy and scoring that no one else on our team can really bring besides
1: L.A. But then you got – I know you love this guy, (laughs) Patty Mills, who – to me, is a defensive liability 100% of the time, even though you sent me some statistic about when people are driving to the basket, blah, blah, blah. But So I'm going to
0: put that right
1: back into you, and where we talked about we have too many role
0: players and not enough good players. If we had the right lineup, where we had the superstar players, if you will, if we had a, a solid big three, LaMarcus... Kawhi, for example, we're just going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's just there or supposed to be. That's kind of the game plan heading into this this season that we just had. Um,
1: Patty would be a great role player that complemented our Patty, goal three. I agree, but Patty, but. I think Patty needs to be coming off the bench and needs to be like a electrifier, not someone you rely on to be in there for 35 minutes a game. Uh, I can agree with that. And then, so keeping on going, uh-huh. we got Jante Murray, who I, by the way, I think he's he's gonna turn into a real good player. And he was hitting threes last game. His shot still looks a little janky. Yeah, the the I one mean, handed release. I don't know. Easy. I don't know who's <laughs> worse, ball or him, when it comes <laughs> to shooting the ball. But it's not They're so great. Yeah. Teacher. And then, you're going to hate this last one, but Danny Green, for me, dude, He's he, he served his purpose at a time, but it's... For me, he still,
0: he still contributes on defense the way most shooting guards can't. To be a shooting guard and average over a block a game, to me, is a tremendous effort.
1: And again, I, a compliment to a big three. So, I'll agree with you on that. If you have... Three good players on the team, and it's a Danny Green at shooting guard position or a point guard coming off the bench is Patty Mills, fine. But we don't have that, right? And you almost have to think we've got to lose some of that to get back what we want. And so, uh, so we got that too many role players is one of them, and then the second one. No offense to well, anyone. real quick, of, yeah. looking at those starting five on both
0: sides, say you combine them, and that's a team. From the well, San Antonio side, you team. have – no, what I'm saying there is if you combine those and you had to pick a starting five out of those two starting fives, you've only got LaMarcus Aldridge starting out of those right. ten players. Right. I And I would take – I would
1: honestly take Curry Hurt over a lot of those players.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he can shoot He looks
1: pretty good on the on – the, so then the next thing – and this has always been a Spurs thing, and that's okay. I get it. I – Or I don't really get it, and no offense to anyone, it's not an age thing. But there's so many old guys; it's not even funny. And but and granted, and granted, Manu Ginobili played great. He's 40 years old. I'd keep Manu for next season. But over that's another player that needs to come off the bench to elect the crowd, not to rely on to win a series. Pau Gasol's past his prime. Uh, you know, uh, Manu Ginobili, he can't be doing that. Tony Parker's in the same kind of boat. I think it's great. I'm
0: okay with Tony Parker leaving this offseason. That's fine. He's
1: in a contract
0: here. San Antonio, I hope you approach him and say, hey, I would love to just let you out. Uh, we don't want to publicly embarrass you, but it's time you retire or go somewhere else.
1: But, and my point, I think, and I'm, I'm going to close on that and then I'm going to let you take over here. If you combine too many role players with the age of, with the age of the guys that we've got, we've, we're the second oldest team, average team in the league, right behind the Cavaliers, which I think that's different now because mm-hmm. they offloaded all those guys. So, I think we're probably the oldest team in the league. Now, I think that we've got one solid piece that wants to be there, that's putting up points, which is Lamarcus Oliveridge. And I think it's important why we still have him because I would consider right now him to still be in his prime years towards mm-hmm. the end of it. Right, but he's I don't be thirty two next year. I mean. Right, I don't want him to get in a situation where you get into a Paul Gasol situation and he's kind of a shell of what he used to be, and then it's almost like you got to find another player. And so strike, strike hot. Why the iron's still, still hot? Kind of. Right, I think I said that wrong, but. I you get see what, what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, chitter get off the pot or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Whatever. So I just, I think that while we got Lamarcus Aldridge as a solid piece, whether Kawhi wants to be there or not, great. Obviously, if he does, I'll take him. Yeah, I look step. at
0: the Kawhi situation as family. You fight with your right. family, you have falling outs, but at the end of the day, if you can fix a relationship, I mean, I'm going to welcome you back with open arms. Right. Uh, you know, I still love you as a person, love what you've done for the, for the Spurs organization. You know, you... You helped us get a championship, uh, but we are at that point. You know, if mm-hmm. you're if you're welcome, if you're ready to become part of the family again, we're ready to have you. If you need to go by and have a new family, you know, best of luck
1: to right. you, We'll get a solid package on the back end. And I and and just my last point, and then then like I said, I'll hand it over for you to make, to, to tell me your side of the story. And then one more And then one more point. And then one more point. If you if you look at um, uh, I'm. I'm just going to go back to Golden State because, mm-hmm. for me, I'll go ahead and say it. I think they're coming out of the West. Well, that, that's, that's my prediction. That's but the benchmark. They've set the benchmark right. that we're all trying to reach the West right now. The and even going back to Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker era, if you have one superstar that goes down, that team should not become a shell of itself. In mm-hmm. essence, uh, Curry, who I think we can all agree. Probably battles Kevin Durant as one or two on that team. If you if you want to rank, Steph people. is Steph is the number one right. guy. They struggle when he's out of lineup. The offense is right. built around him. But the the point is, is they they came into this series, and I mean, let's be honest, Game Four, and we'll again get I'll, back yeah, into. I'll that. talk to that. I have Game Four. Uh, well, I think we'll once we get into the playoff review, we'll talk more about that, but. If we don't have help from Golden State, in my opinion, I think mm-hmm. they sweep us. In essence, Golden State was averaging, what, 115 points a game, average on the first three games, and then they were at 90. I mean, granted, the defense was good, but I don't think we played any better defense than we played in game, uh, what was it, two when we right. tried really well, hard. One big difference
0: it. is we didn't go four for 25 from three-point Right. And when you're shooting 15 for 30, going 50%, that that will put you in contention for at
1: least making a run at a game. But just to say mm-hmm. you lose one player, it shouldn't be that the team drops off that dramatically. In essence, they, Curry was out this whole series and they performed you know, not as great, which is scary to think if they had had and what would the series look like, but right. they lost them for the series and it was still a well-oiled machine. So that's that's the Spurs that we're used to. Is that you know Tony Parker's out? Well, Manu Ginobili steps up, and and the team continues on. And then he gets healthy, and and we and we're still the same team, uh, just missing you know a puzzle piece. So, um, I think that th- that's kind of my last piece to off season needs. Is uh, are we talking about off season? Yeah, or regular, yeah. Off season needs is we need to get uh, whether Kawhi is there or not. We need to get two more players to complement LaMarcus Alders to be able to provide that help when one goes down you're not relying on just one player perfect well I'll jump into what I see the offseason
0: needs and that, that correlates with game four that really stood out to me uh, of, of what we need going forward and I think about also the season and review of, of of what I saw and how many games we left on the table And that goes to next year, we need a closer. Manu Ginobili was fantastic as a closer in game four. Well, you're never going to get another Manu. (laughs) You're never going to get another Manu. But you can get a closer. Kawhi was our closer. Kawhi got us to 60 wins in back-to-back consecutive years. How many games did he take over in the last two seasons? Uh, We need that going forward. Whether that's Kawhi or whether that's someone else, that needs to be addressed. And I'm thinking about the season in review. How many times did we have a five to ten point lead in the fourth quarter and then end up losing by ten points? Uh, we blew so many leads because there's uh, poor clock management. Uh, and I'm not putting that on Greg Popovich. I think it's more the players out there just didn't have the experience and and, uh, and just didn't run the system the way the Spurs typically do. By either running the clock out and not forcing the issue, um, you know, making big plays, making big shots. Uh, There's definitely a lot of opportunities to to close out games and be a 50-win season. Uh, There's no reason that we couldn't have been this season with just some better execution. Um, Next is a big man. Uh, Paul Gasol last year was a phenomenal three-point shooter. He carried his weight in three-point shooting. This year, he is a liability defensively, offensively. He's blowing layups. I don't remember the last game I saw him hit a 3 Maybe game four. I'll give him game he, four. But before that, in game four. Yeah, he hit some in game four. But prior to that, I'm talking two to three months throughout where I don't think I saw one. And, and again, I watch games all the time. Uh, he's a big liability on the court. And I also put that back into uh, that we need a big man. We need a young athletic big man. I would prefer to have one that could spread the floor. And if we could have a center that could shoot threes would be amazing. Because uh, then that frees up LaMarcus Aldridge to do his work down low. Uh, I think that would be a a nice compliment. Now, where you can go find a 7-foot shooter, uh, especially with our draft position, that may be a little bit tough. Not sure what that really looks like. But even if we got a shot blocker, I think that would be more beneficial than what we have now. I also look at this Golden State series. Uh, The years where we kind of uh, had a run at beating them... Our our advantage is that we could play big ball with them. We took their small ball and said, you know what? We're going to put in athletic enough people, and we're going to bully you. We're going to bully you with our guys down low, and we're going to have guards that can defend you, and a guard that was a once in a generational talent that could beat all of you, and that was Kawhi Leonard. Um, and that's where the role players got to shine. So I think having a big man that could hold their own weight and force uh, Golden State to, to play big or play at our level would work to our advantage, uh, given that we have the right talent around. So let me ask you this. What kind of big man are you looking for? Either a shot blocker, like a, a shot blocker, and, and let's just say a dunker, if you will. Like okay. uh, a DeAndre Jordan would be fantastic.
1: Because I think... A th- a, a th- Coming into this series, someone that people make jokes about who has changed the complex of the series with JaVale McGee. Yes, his athleticism Holy. is off he, the charts. There was, cha- there was times when Lamarcus Aldridge couldn't do, I don't know how he made that. Game, one was, and, oh, game yeah. 1 was just a brutal to watch. But JaVale McGee for the series was averaging 9 points a game and 5 rebounds. If you told me he was going to average that before the series, I would have laughed in your face. If I had to put if I had to put a name of a comparison of a player I'd like, uh,
0: take a look at Jokic and, and Denver. Uh, he he shoots threes, he's you know, pretty versatile. He can, de- I don't think his defense is good though. It's not perfect, but maybe Greg Popovich takes a player like that, puts him in our system and makes him effective. Lamarcus Aldridge was not known as a great defender, has come in and over the last <laughs> few seasons become really effective shot blocker and defender. Uh, I almost
1: think if you're gonna go big man because I, I think um, I think Lamarcus can spread the floor. I almost think you, you don't have to have a three point shooter because Lamarcus technically uh, from an inside game is, is t- technically if you want to call it the power forward, right? Right. So if you have a center um, similar to like a JaVel McGee. ...who can bang bodies, who can guard the... he's athletic enough to switch and guard, uh, but then that gives LaMarcus the room to operate to spread the floor out. The problem with that is the player
0: has to be effective offensively. If you have someone that JaVale McGee is historically known for not being an offensive player... So, if you're And I'm bringing, not saying that.
1: I'm just saying. No, but just. Body example, tight how he moves athleticism.
0: Right. And he's really found a good niche for him in Golden State. They've really played to his advantage. He fits in that system. And it works for him. But elsewhere, he's been terrible. Uh, he's been on Shaq and a fool for, <laughs> for years and just been the king of it with all the goofy shit he does. But when I look at it, is if we bring in a, a big man who's, let's say, kind of uncoordinated. What's going to stop them from double-teaming Lamarcus? That's not going to stop them. If he can't shoot, he's just a liability. of you're getting doubled with the big mans, they're getting boards. It's just its not a good look for us. But if you have someone that's kind of versatile that maybe can step out hit an occasional three, not a dedicated three-point shooter, but can hit an occasional three, or you know he can post up almost as well as a Lamarcus, not to the same extent because Lamarcus is a special talent, but someone that you know will take care of business if they catch the ball in the paint. Would David West would be kind of a, an example that I would like to use. Just shooting-wise, you kick it out to him. He's hitting that mid-range shot every time. It's consistently going in. So if we found you know someone that's a 7-footer that could go in and hold their own offensively, that would complement, and I would be okay with them so, being more athletic. So
1: are you looking to go draft, or are you looking through the league? Because the, I'll tell you right now, I—, I there's not many big men in the league that come to my mind that really shoot the three ball. You can say the guy from Denver does. He does. He's pretty good, but he's he's still he's still pretty raw. And there's no way that Denver's going to give him up. So uh, you know, other than that, maybe you look at uh, the Morris twins, but they're not a true big guy. I wouldn't. No, they're them. they're small forwards. So you're not. You know, stretch fours. maybe uh, Kelly Olenek, who's in Miami. He's a seven foot. I would prefer not. But I'm what I'm not saying is it's, it's hard to – it, I will say this. The league is getting away from your put-your-back-to-the-post, Tim Duncan kind of style big guy. If you're not able to shoot the three ball, if you're not able to switch on picks, it, it, your your game's becoming nil and void. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you even think about DeMarcus Cousins, who is probably the most dominant big guy in terms of – he can post you up, turn back, do all that kind of Tim Duncan stuff. But even he can step out and hit the three ball. Let's imagine, you know, and just kind of fantasize for a minute about having
0: DeMarcus Cousins on the Spurs roster next season. We'll- uh, it would be, I mean... He's coming off an Achilles me, injury. And no, I don't care. Anything, i still take him. If anything, he's got Rudy Gay to look after him and kind of. I think I would kind I, of help him get through that process having just
1: gone through it this past season. I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better because I think this guy would be great for the Spurs. It won't happen, but I think he'd be phenomenal because I think he would fit right away. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love. Kevin Love, yeah. I think that. I think he's almost too overshadowed by LeBron and doesn't uh, – whatever's happening there, whatever mental stuff's going on, it's, it's not working out. I think he could be brought into the Spurs organization and feel like he is a – not a number two, but a vital piece mm-hmm. to the court. And him and LaMarcus, I think, could really feed off of each other. No, I think that's a, a really good – The only the only caveat that. is his defense oof.
0: Well again we have taken players historically I mean, well, Marcus that are, was not were to yeah. come in and just change their game around so uh definitely interesting looking at that I think if we do it we we get someone in the draft unless we have a a, a draft I mean a trade package for Kawhi I think uh, they'll address kind of needs which would be kind of a small forward shooting guard and then a big man they would look at that some sort of combination that would address those needs Again, because the Spurs are going to do something that's going to keep them in the finals contention. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do something that's a negative move for them, um, you know, just for the sake of it. They're going to – I trust them in the offseason to make the right moves. If I, if I were
1: but drafting I mean, for the Spurs, that, No projects. They, no. There needs to be someone ready you, to go to this if season. If they get some guy from Europe, I don't know if I can watch Spurs next season. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who I – I don't think it will happen because they're projecting this guy to be a second-round pick. But that kid out of Michigan, the the big guy that was uh, – he's a Ger- he's actually German. Yep. So that they would work right in his first perfect. lap. Perfect. But the guy could shoot the three. He could post it up. And he was the only reason Michigan was even within 20 points of Villanova in that final game. Yeah.
0: All right, so real quick, I'm going to go through kind of the roster and, and just give a quick breakdown. A
1: couple of these players are in. Oh, you're uh, telling me if I want to keep them or get them, rid of them? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I can actually do you one better. So um, I've gotten written down 2018 restricted and unrestricted free agents. Perfect. So if you so want to know name that. name it
0: out, and then I'll give you my feedback, cool. and then we'll go back and forth. So we got restricted free agents, Anderson. Anderson, I say keep. Uh, I think there's still upside there, his length bothers certain players um he gives effort uh I think he still has some room to approve, and he could be a solid role player if we went out and got some of the other pieces to compliment him.
1: I say keep he he's on I'm on the fence about him i'll say that i think um there's moments where I see a, a player like a young I know we've called him the four young boris dow kind of player right um but again, I, th- I think it's kind of what you mentioned earlier in the show. You, you, you've got it's got to be a correct situation. In other words, if Kyle Anderson's going to be the fourth or third option, no way. But if Kyle Anderson, if we've got you know going back to the three stars players, and Kyle Anderson can be a complementary piece, I, I don't have a problem with him being there. Yeah, his length is something you can't teach. You well, know, and he's, also, with his he's technically head. a guard,
0: shooting guard. Yeah, and, and he played point guard right. growing up. His basketball IQ is there. He he doesn't do a lot to hurt you.
1: No, um, he's that, a that's, He's, that's a, a, like. he's right. a smart player. So right. I'm okay, depending on what we can the market says. Um, Burton's Burton's ship him. Get rid ship of that garbage. And
0: it's not even necessarily that he's garbage. It's just there's no real long-term upside with that player. He's garbage. He didn't get a ton of minutes. There's just there's no Tim
1: would give him a lot of there's minutes. There's not a lot of use for him. Do you know what's funny is I remember uh, um, so Kelsey and I went down to the Spurs game one time uh, and Bird it was when Bird Punts had that three game stretch where he was five like on five he started too that was short lived right <laughs> just like he should be short lived right um, Forbes this one's difficult for me. I like me some Forbes but first half of the season I was die hard for yeah die hard he
0: made shots he hustled just all around just fantastic story undrafted made the team got a significant playing time on a top franchise why wouldn't you root for him he's the underdog he's the he's the Rudy and then you then you uh, take a look at the back half and you know I, I, I read an article where he's saying you know what I'm not used to this NBA yet. My body is worn out, and I haven't had a chance to recover. He has struggled mightily defensively and offensively back half of the season and in the postseason. The shot that was amazing, he was leading the team in 3-point percentage, is no longer there. Uh, Is that something he can get conditioned to? I don't know. Has he gotten in his head too much? I don't know. I could go either way on this. I'm, I'm calling 50-50. I wouldn't be sad if he left. I would
1: I would, I would be pretty happy if he stayed. I, uh, I'm right there with you, but I, I do want to give a shout-out to Forbes. Not that he'll be listening to this, but if you are a Forbes fan uh, or a Michigan State fan, it, at the end of the year, um, I specifically think of that Sacramento game, which I don't know how we were getting beat, but it was to get into the playoffs. If Bryn Forbes doesn't come in that game and shoot the way he did, I think he played nine minutes and got nine points. I think we lose that game, and I don't. I don't. I think we're having a completely different conversation because I don't. We want if you you assume we lose that game and then we lose to New Orleans, I don't know that we make the playoffs. Yeah, because because I think we we end up at the eighth seed because Minnesota. We will rely on Minnesota to beat Denver. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that we make it in the playoffs. And and I think but going back to your point though, I don't think I think if if I'm if I'm looking at it from a bench he's he's definitely coming off the bench for me. Um and Oh, he's not starting five all star game for you? Yeah, no. <laughs> but I I would I would honestly put uh, Anderson, Patty, uh, and and Danny Green in front of him before I have Forbes come off just, just because like you, I mean he doesn't he doesn't have one huge skill set that jumps jumps off the charts for me, but with all that said, I think Forbes is going to set up nicely. I think it's going to end up being a Jonathan Simmons situation. Someone will pick him up and he'll end up getting more money than what he would have gotten from us. But ultimately, I think he, for me. For all those reasons, I think it would be in his best interest to go, but I think it would also be in the best interest to Spurs just to let him go, too. Fair enough. All right. Who else do you have in your So now we get into the unrestricted free agents, which gets kind of interesting Okay. Here. So we got Gay, who I thought we had him for two years, we but do. it might be a player option, though. Is it a player yeah, option? Player option. So it's a player option unrestricted deal then, right? Right. Okay, so he's technically an unrestricted free agent, but he has a player option. So he very well could end up doing what Pal Gasol did and reject that and get a new deal with us, which I hope to God he doesn't do. I would actually be okay
0: with that. It depends on the terms they give him. Um, You know, if it's for the benefit of the team, great. I think he was one of our bright spots on the second half of the season, getting into the playoffs and kind of his work uh, getting into, uh, you know, this Golden State series. I think he's kind of held up his end of the bargain and and performing uh, more so than other players that are getting paid more.
1: I underlined Gay specifically because I think he needs to stay because I think back to his Memphis days, dude, he terrorized us. Yeah, this is what his his second playoff series. He's only he's Uh, only thirty one. Granted, coming off the Keeley's injuries, but. In Golden State series, he showed me some stuff that we haven't seen from any Spurs team in a while. Yeah. Like, he was going up for the tomahawk dunks off of rebounds and stuff. So, I I would like him to stay. I don't want him to cost us more money, if, uh, meaning that we don't have more money to bring other players in.
0: I'm okay with it if we are going to be treading and I believe it's gonna be your next player on the list, Tony Parker's contract, <laughs> who this last year made double what Rudy Gay made. Dude, he's not going anywhere.
1: I'm
0: okay with I'm okay with him us giving him the option of we're not gonna publicly embarrass you, but there's not a spot for you on our team anymore. You can retire or choose to go elsewhere. He needs to do gone. a veteran minimum contract if he wants to stay with the Spurs. Something fifteen million. We just got ripped off. Oh so yeah, no doubt. He needs to be on every wanted poster.
1: There's not going to in San Antonio wanted for fifteen million dollar heist. There's not going to. He, he can't. I don't see him being able to go anywhere else and get. He might get more money, but he's not. He's at this gonna point, the the, bench. at this point in the career, I don't top. see another team wanting or needing a point guard of that caliber. I mean, if you you go through the
0: league, who who really is a point guard? I I have been a Tony fan. I appreciate everything he's done for the Spurs organization. But I
1: think it's time. Yeah, and and not to mention... And and I think we need to give
0: space to the up-and-comings, the DeJounte Murray and the Derek White. Derek White, when I've seen him get playing time has taken advantage of it. And I'm not sure how many uh, of our audience members uh, follow the G League. He has torn it up, all G League, and then come in and not necessarily torn it up, but made the most of his minutes in NBA minutes. Um, He, right now, is looking more polished than DeJounte Murray as a player, and that's kind of sad to say after Murray's been starting for half the season. And kind of my thought process is that Murray was given the keys maybe before he should have uh, gotten them well. Parker but, was hard. There's, we had no other choice. I understand that, but even Parker coming back and then benching him in favor of Murray—not saying it was the wrong move, but it may have given off an impression to Murray that he's earned a job that, or he's been given a job he hasn't necessarily earned yet. Not to say that he he won't work in the off season if he fixes that shot. He's a deadly uh, he's a deadly uh, uh, contributor. I mean, you also have to remember, Jante Murray is all twenty one years old. Yeah, no, understood. And not saying he's not upside. I'm saying Derek White has the polishing right now to go out and be a contributor. And maybe you put him in that starting role to make Murray go out and work that much harder. So what was my my
1: question? My pushback to you here is: How do you think Murray would be forming in the G League if he was playing there? I'm not, (sighs) because if you remember, two years ago, I I believe the Spurs won the that league. And Murray was playing, and Becky Hammond was coaching, and he was terrorizing people. That was the summer league. Summer league, but still, he was a terror. The G League has also stepped
0: up its game in the last couple seasons and is becoming a bigger and bigger outlet to the benefit of the NBA. Players are getting an opportunity to go and develop at a, a much higher rate than has ever been possible to take that step into the NBA. Look at Quinn Cook for Golden State. He has been a huge contributor for them with Curry going out and got himself a contract. And that's not something you would have seen several uh, years ago.
1: up over there. I uh, am. <laughs> my phone has not stopped ringing since we got on here. So with that to go to say, the good news is that we don't have to worry about Murray or White because they're both on rookie contracts. We've right. got them for a while. They're both deals yeah. right now. With The other point I want to point out about Parker is – Name me what? Name me another guard in the league that can't shoot thirty balls, and we'll move on. Brayan Rondon, yeah, <laughs> which he's been playing great. Yeah, that's a different story. But um, the other two guys, I know you love you some Danny Green. I, I could don't care. Get rid of them for the right contract. Bring him back. But I can tell you. This is Danny's Green's probably last chance at being able to get a, uh, not a max contract, but a big right. contract. I don't see the Spurs offering him that. And then the last guy, this guy can kick rocks. Joffrey Laverne. We just, he,
0: we have not seen enough of him to be able to even form an opinion. Uh, But uh, even when he goes... There's been injuries, there's been... I've seen some flashes, but I haven't seen enough substance.
1: I have no dog in this fight. It doesn't
0: matter to me.
1: I would rather, if you had given me the option, I would rather have had a Tiago Splitter or a uh, dead man. Hey, uh, Splitter just got hired today to be
0: a pro scout for the Nets, so shout out, Tiago. Uh, Congrats on your uh, recent job, if you will. But Laverne,
1: to me, he's just got zero offensive game and not a whole lot of defense so so on but, right on our restricted agents unrestricted on our free
0: pending free agents it's pretty safe to say that we're almost ready to sort of clean house
1: and well, so what's it's, we can bring it's in. what you've been saying all along in our multiple thousands of texts that we've got going on holy noly I <laughs> mr popular over here um the Spurs, it's time the Spurs, and they've never had to do this before. Again, we've been spoiled and been lucky that we had three Hall of Famers in our, actually, four if you count pop. Um, there's got to be drastic moves in the off season, whatever that is. You know, you've, if I could ship off all these players and get back a LeBron James, for instance, pff, I'd probably think about doing that. My only counter to that is we
0: were one season removed from a 60-plus win season and two seasons removed from our best franchise record of all time of 67 and 15. So so I definitely understand what you're saying. If we get Kawhi back, I would love to get a couple more pieces to compliment him. If we lose a couple of these players in the process, great. Um, if we are losing Kawhi, it is time to kind of clean house. But just note that we are only a year removed from having our top five finish, uh, one of our top five seasons of all times, just a year ago before this season. So, but that I mean that
1: goes back to what I was saying before. You got, we have some issues to work out. We hospital. can't we can't have a season where Kawhi goes down and then we lose in the Western Conference Finals, and that's what happened last year. It'd been nice to have. But for instance, quote-unquote LeBron James hypothetically, if Kawhi goes down, we don't lose that series.
0: But you also have to think, that could happen to any of these these big-name teams. You look at Houston, they lose James Harden. I'm not picking them to go to the finals. I'm still not picking them, but different story. But Different story. Okay, moving on. Oh, almost spilled my water. So, with that, uh, <laughs> we want to thank you for listening to our first show. What about M? Oh. Um, we appreciate you taking the time to, you know, to hear us and get to know us a little bit more and how we interpret the, the Spurs. Uh, plenty more content to come. Next segment that we will be hosting or recording will be a breakdown of uh, round two of the NBA playoffs, and then from there we will be uh, dipping into the NFL draft. The NFL draft will be happening this Thursday. Uh, we'd like to come to you with a, our insights on who we on who went where, who got the biggest wins, biggest losses, got cheated you know, the, the whole round uh, Michael
1: yeah, how would you like to uh, just thank y'all for tuning in uh, even if there's only two of y'all, James and myself <laughs> 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 um, but as James just mentioned, uh, we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, a lot of good t- content that we're going to be able to talk about um, I think that obviously NBA playoffs are going to continue on Um, NFL draft is happening in two days so there's going to be some good stuff to talk about there Um, there's pretty much golf every weekend we do plan on talking about golf so if if you want to tune in for that we'll probably have other people come on and talk about that I would imagine Mm -hmm. Um, but one of my favorites the World Cup's coming up in June Um, and then for all your video game fans out there we've got a new college football game on the Lurks in 2020 so just keep your eye out for that Perfect. Also,
0: please note if you're uh, you know looking forward to some baseball updates, look elsewhere.
1: <laughs> we're we're, we're going to have some people talk about it. Probably just Astros or, or maybe, maybe uh, teams. that'll be a quick thirty second segment. Yeah. Um,
0: again, Michael and I would like to thank you for you know joining us on this journey that we're starting. Uh, you know we appreciate you listening, and uh, again, you can reach us at Prestige Sports at gmail.com. Prestige sports wide. 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 <laughs> Alright everybody have a great Tuesday afternoon. Or a past Tuesday thing. Or Tuesday afternoon.
1: Just have a good week. <laughs>